Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Ben Ketchum. What's, What's up? <laughs> David, happy Memorial Day. Oh, thank you. Happy good, Memorial Day to you. Good job not camping in the rain. You know, it was a tough call between <laughs> camping and not camping. Right. Brutal. Somehow, right. I chose not camping. Well, you called me and we talked it through. Remember, we yeah. we called that emergency board meeting. And I said, look, I'm thinking of not camping. <laughs> right. And I said, that's a great idea. <laughs> you should do it. <laughs> Nobody has ever regretted not camping. <laughs> that's true. Tons of people have regretted camping. That's so true. <laughs> Did uh, I ever tell you about my endorsement story? No. Okay. I have a camping story. So, too. All, right, all right. So I went to a funeral one time, and this was many years ago. Not that many. I mean, I was a full-blown adult, right? And the guy who died, I don't know him. He was like, he was like my friend's dad, oh, okay. right? But I wasn't like super close to. Much of a funeral crashing. <laughs> yeah, no. So I don't know if this guy was a good guy or a bad guy. Like I, you know, whatever. I'm sure he was fine. But the evidence that was given, proving that he was such a great guy, was that he was an avid outdoorsman. <sighs> And I was like, you know what, bro? You don't get automatically to be a great guy just because you're an outdoorsman. All so, that means is no one wanted to be around you, so they put you outside a lot. So I said to Amy, listen, when I die, I want you to go to my funeral <laughs> and tell people he was an avid endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my thing. That's my thing. Like, I'm an endorsement. Now, Amy has, and me and the girls have challenged me because I've gotten into this triathlon where, you know, a lot of, all of it is outdoors. <laughs> I started to say a lot of it. Okay. All of it is outdoors. Right. But I feel like that doesn't count because when I go to triathlons, like I stay in a hotel, like I seek out the air conditioning. Like right. it's, it's a very civilized experience, except for when I'm outdoors doing the training. Right. I think I think I can still hold my card as an avid endorsement. I think the only way you could be more avid endorsement <laughs> is if you got a suit that like was temperature controlled. <laughs> right. Like you wore a space suit. <laughs> like basically. a bubble boy. Yeah. yeah. And you still did the stuff. But yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you were like, well, I'm temperature controlled. Yeah. So, so that's I'm all, good. That's all I'm that good. really matters. <laughs> Ready, go. <laughs> <laughs> I may not get first. Right. But I am comfortable. <laughs> right. So what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so right. ages ago. Yeah. Ages. My, many moons. Many moons. Moons ago. We, my, my mom. Tried the camping thing. <laughs> Why? This. Parents, including myself, they feel obligated. Like right. somehow, and I've never understood this, but somehow part of being like providing an, an, an acceptable child rearing experience, you got to take the little guys camping, right? right? Which I never understood, but whatever. Yeah. So she apparently felt the same way. And she wanted us to be a part of like things the other um, families were doing. Yeah, and like, yeah. you know, so we got this expensive tent and everything. Oh, God. But like neither of us. Like I've always been like I don't yeah I, like we can leave when it's nighttime that's fine right. but 
she pushed for it hard for a couple of years and yeah. then finally gave up. But she bought this fancy tent. <laughs> and everyone went to this, this. We were at some festival or something. Right? Woodstock? Yeah, it was yeah. Woodstock. And she was like, I'm going to, she chose where to pick the tent, tent. And she thought, oh, well, I like to sleep at like sitting up a little bit. Mm. So she put the tent on an incline. Perfect. And, <laughs> but then you get in the tent and the tent floor is like, linoleum or whatever so you just slide down like, the whole time you're just standing up like, linoleum you know, you know, i know what you so mean it's, it's yeah. slippery plastic so you've got to basically stand up the whole night because it was right. enough of an incline right. you like slid down when you got <laughs> your, your slippy sleeping bag oh my god yeah it was uh mistakes were made that, that can't be true yeah so yeah the interesting thing is and then we'll get to the movie news oh there's movie news yeah, there's tons. Yeah. Pages. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing is in my youth, I spent tons of I've I have I, I went through a period where I was a hardcore camper. Ooh. I've camped in Kenya, spent four months with a backpack on, I've camped in the Rockies, I've done all kinds of stuff. And one time, me and my little mates oh. set up our tent. We were traveling in Kenya and we set up our tent and we awoke in the middle of the night to discover that we had set up our tent in a dry riverbed, <gasps> which was no longer dry. Oh no. <laughs> it was pretty wild. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, I could I could do a whole show on my camping exploits. But let's not. But I have recovered <laughs> and I am now fully vested. It was that learning process. Like yeah. when you're you're young, you just do stuff. Like I think this will be fun, but now yeah. you know. And then at, at one point you're sleeping in the woods and you're like, there's a perfectly good bed somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Not here. Somebody's not using. You were like, remember what clean feels like? <laughs> Let's find it. <laughs> right? yeah. 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 All right. So we have, you know, an, an extensive amount of news. Oh, the most of news. But are you ready for the breaking news? Please. This just in. <laughs> The Blue Beetle costume <laughs> has been leaked with some set photos. Did you get a chance to see these pictures? No. Let me just tell you, avid listener, Pam Ketchum, that it looks great. It doesn't look like, you know when you see the Iron Man costume, it's just Robert Downey Jr. with a bunch of balls and like mm -hmm. like a checkered suit or whatever because they, yeah, they put right. it in overwards. This will most almost 100% definitely have more added to it. Mm. But the basic practical costume is almost enough for me to have been like, oh, 15 years ago, that could have been on TV. And we would have been like, oh, cool. Like without anything else. Right, right. Oh, they, they did it. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> 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 so, so remind me about the Blue Beetle. Is this something we care about? or? Uh, well, with the design, I'm caring a little bit more. It's okay. a DC property. Okay. Oh, we love DC. Uh, DC. So great. Man. And but Blue Beetle's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. He's this kid who gets this like scarab like thing attaches to his back and then puts an armor suit on him, but it's kind of mm. alive and has its own theory. So he's kind of like kind of like he has a split personality. Like he'll be talking to a bad guy and then the suit will be like, "Let's kill him!" and his yeah. arm turns into a giant gun. He's like, "No, no, no, no!" Oh, that's exactly like Venom. Yeah, it's just Whoa. like Venom, but hopefully better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, do you hear what's happening with Morbius? Talk to me. Oh, I got news for you on Morbius. If you missed your chance to see Morbius, you're lucky. You're getting a break. It's coming back to Penn Cinema on June 3rd. I don't know if that's good or bad news. Talk to me. 
my news for you is that Morbius has been streaming 24-7 on Twitch for free on a ton of different channels and getting this, like, it's people are cringe-watching it, and it's got this, like, underground mo- movement where they're like, it's, it's Morbin time. And they're just, like, making in chat, making fun of the movie. Mm. But it's simultaneously gearing up, getting all of these views and everything. And they're like, they think that, the Sony Pictures realizes how bad it is, which is so they're not even fighting it. They're like, this is the only positive, pub- like this is the only good thing that's happened to the movie. Happening from this movie, yeah. so we're just kind of letting these people pirate it for yeah. free. Yeah. Well, I have zero expectations. Oh, I'm bringing this movie back as a favor to my friend at Sony, who they're they're reissuing it on June 3rd. Did you ask him? Did you when he said it? Did you say why? Well, here's the thing. If I mean no, and I'll tell you why I didn't. Because if they had reissued it on May twenty seventh, which is when Top Gun opened, yeah. I would have said no. And if they were reissuing it on June tenth, which is when Jurassic World opens, I would have said no. But they're opening it on June third. It's a short movie. They need one show a day, so I'm like, sure, I'll play it. What the hell? Did you say it's Mormon time? <laughs> I, I should have. I didn't because I didn't. I hadn't listened to the show yet. Well, now you know. Next, yeah. when you talk to him. Yeah, you're like how they like how to go. I'm like, let me tell you how much yeah. Morbin time it was. It's definitely Morbin time. <laughs> <laughs> this story is so ridiculous. Sony has a great trailer on our list today. Oh, oh yeah, they do. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Morbius is pretty awful, but you know what's pretty great? Garfield. But you know what I've always wondered from Garfield: Who would you get? To play Garfield's grandfather. Oh I mean, that everybody who saw Garfield was walking out of it. Like, that movie was pretty good, but what about the grandfather? Yeah, they said, you know what I want from this? Mm. I want Garfield to be played by Chris Pratt. Right. Wish granted. Great. But who would play Garfield's father? Mm. And I know the per- first person on the tip of your tongue is Chris Pratt. Right. <laughs> Obviously. Right. Second person, Tom Cruise. Right. Third person, Chris Pratt again. Right. Or Will Smith. Wait, what? 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 Huh? Who? No. Dude, no. 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 But, uh, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson. Is playing the father. A lot of people don't know that's the correct pronunciation. Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Well, He's know. French. He's Action Jackson. Action <laughs> Jackson. Maybe you've heard. <laughs> of him. I swear to God, I have said it a million times. Dear listener, I wish you could see David's face while he's doing the show. It's so good. All right, so Action Jackson yeah. has been uh, cast in the new Garfield movie as Garfield's grandfather, Uncle Vic. No, Grandpa Vic. Nope, Gran- Vic. Vic. Yo, hey. Hey, Vic. Vic, what's going on? <laughs> My son's over here. He's eating lasagna. He's so lazy. Wait, Garfield's grandfather would be a cat, right? Why can't he be a mobster cat guy? <laughs> hey, yo, Why were we doing Italian accents last week or two weeks ago? I mean, we should always be doing it. There was, there, was something, there was some good like reason. Pizzeria or something? I don't know. I forget. All right. So you know who is legit? Who? Jerry Bruckheimer. Bruckheimer. I'm sorry? <laughs> Jerry Bruckheimer. Oh, okay. We've seen his movies before, right? Yeah. You know, when I see his movies, you know what I always think of? Mm. 
I feel like his movies are like if lightning struck a tree mm. in a field and, right. a, and a crow flew away. Right. Yeah. So good. It's like you wouldn't expect it. One in a million. You know, Top Gun recently set the record for the new Top Gun Maverick. Recently set the record for biggest Memorial Day opening of all time. What? You know who previously held that record? Will Smith. Jerry Bruckheimer <gasps> with Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So Jerry Bruckheimer. Jukelheimer mm. Schmidt. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I paused to give you to, to give you that. I, I felt it. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so Jerry Bruckheimer Jukelheimer Schmidt revealed that Disney is indeed. He confirmed the rumors that Margot Robbie, who everybody loves, is being courted by Disney to play in the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. How do you think that goes down? Is it like, Madame Robbie, a letter from Disney. She opens up and says, Dear Madame, we cordially invite you to tea. To tea. Henceforth the next day with Jerry Brookheimer Schmidt. Here's my question. Okay, so this is exciting news. Mm. But have you ever had a kind of conversation with like a friend of yours who's like I've never talked to any of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well imagine you had a friend. Okay. Right? <laughs> okay, okay, step one. And and you're hanging out, like drinking a coffee or something. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, when we drive out to Ohio, we should stop in Pittsburgh. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But then you're like, Wait, we're driving to Ohio? What's like they're talking to you about details, yeah. but you didn't even know the trip was happening. Oh yeah. So here's where I, I guess you can see where I'm headed. Yeah. Did we know there's a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie coming? I remember they were wasn't there talks of um, something there going on a spinoff with uh, Karen Gillan. I don't know. I, I kind of remember that. This is the first I'm hearing of it, but I will say for the record, conceptually, I'm on board. Yeah. Yeah, count me in. I mean, that's one of my all-time favorite franchises. Margot Robbie's on fire right now. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You know what else is amazing? (laughs) The end of the news segment. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I mean, the, the big news, like really the news, when you look at movie news, is all about Top Gun. Is it? And I think the reason why there's no like real news other than that is because it's Memorial Day weekend. So oh, everybody yeah, yeah, like yeah. they don't want their news stories getting buried. The PR, a, yeah. yeah. The PR team is like, hey, don't even bother. Like, go on vacation. Yeah. Wanna... Everybody except for the Blue Beetle PR team, <laughs> they were like, hey, you guys, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, let's hey, put out a photo hey. of the Blue Beetle. <laughs> nobody, nobody will know. What? what? Hey, yeah, look at this guy. What? what? <laughs> While yeah. everybody's talking about Top Gun. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, light news day, but uh, we have six trailers, and I would go out on a limb and say there's some good ones. It's not like last week where every single one was good. Right. We have one absolute stinker. We have one that I'm curious what you're going to think about it, and then I think we have four good ones, and for me, the trailer of the week was, was obvious. My trailer of the week might surprise you, but I'm hoping it's the same as yours. I bet you it's not, because I bet you your trailer of the week is Brian and Charles. It is. <laughs> yes! It is. I called it. I loved it so much. It was a great trailer, so let's start off with it. But there was a close number two. Okay. But Brian and Charles is a movie that might not seem wide release, but did well at Cannes. It's a comedy about a down-and-out guy 
who's lonely, so he decides to start inventing things. Mm. And it's like kind of like a documentary about it. It seems like he is in, just to help paint the picture, it seems like he's in a small rural country town yeah. where it's really easy to be isolated. England or Ireland, yeah. something like that. Scotland or Wales, yeah. one of those. Great, great Britain. The United Kingdom, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> I, I outbid I, you, you, did you? You beat me. Yeah. You got me on this one. So basically he's like, I got lonely, so I started inventing things. And he's like, sometimes the inventions don't, inventions don't pan out, and they show like some goofy ones. Right. He's like, but then I hit my stride, and he decides to make a friend out of a washing machine, and he makes a Is, robot. Isn't it two washing machines? I think it's just one washing machine on okay. legs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he calls him Charles. And subsequently, everybody wants Charles. Mm. But Charles just wants to be... Pretty. Just free. And just friends and there's hanging this, out. There's this great moment where Charles comes out and he's wearing like some kind of fancy dress and a lady's sun hat. And Brian says, why are you wearing that? And he goes, it makes me feel pretty. <laughs> Or he's like, I want to go to Hawaii, and later he's got a Hawaiian skirt. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I think it looks – and, and and there's apparently a love story in there, too, where, like, a girl admires his creativity and kind of falls for him. Is that a love story or, like – I couldn't tell if it was a love story or if it was, like, a father figure story. No, she kisses him at one point. He's okay. like, ooh. Okay. All right. Oh, Brian and Charles. It's a Focus Features movie, and here's my one problem with it. Yeah. Nobody's going to see it. No, that's not my problem. Why are they releasing it on the same day as Lightyear? So the movie theaters are going to still be rocking Doctor Strange, Downton Abbey, Top Gun, Top Gun, Jurassic World, Jurassic World, Lightyear, 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 Lightyear. Like, yeah. nobody's going to have room for this movie. You're right. Should I play it anyway? You can wait a week, probably. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I will say this. I want to see it. I will say this. But I can't blame you for not playing it. When they asked me about it on June 17th, I said no. Oh. And after watching the trailer, I'm like, oh, maybe I should have booked it and put it in theater one. But we got Crimes of the Future opening on June 3rd. So maybe I'll play Crimes of the Future for two weeks, put that out, and put Brian and Charles there you go. in theater one. It's one of those things that it's not going to – I think that if you waited and played it, it's not going to really hurt it. I think the people who want to see this are going to come see it. But what am I going to wait for? Fourth of July weekend? Minions? Uh, Thorth? Oh, that's true. Well, get, My get God. Thorth out. Beast? Beast. Beast opens in August. Was this movie ever on your radar? Uh, we talked about it once, but we didn't know what it was about. Okay, so this movie that we're talking about now uh, stars Ichabod Elbow. Idris. What? Elba Idris. Idris Elba. We have butchered his name so bad. I can, when we started making fun of his name... <laughs> When we started making fun of his name, I knew what his name was, and then we had fun calling him Ichabod Elbow. Ichabod crane. Elbow. Ildris? No, we called him like... Ichabod. There was a crane in there. Yeah. Ichabod Crane. Elbow, elbow Ichabod Crane, I think. Something is. like that. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think his name is Idris Elba, right? I think that's pretty much spot on. Either that or Elba Idris. But Ichabod. I think it's Idris Elba. And I, I I feel really bad for making fun of his name. First, first of all, <laughs> as somebody with a dumb name, <laughs> like <laughs> me of all people shouldn't be making fun of this guy's name. But anyway, the reason why I feel bad is because he's amazing. Oh, I, yeah. I love his movies. And he has this movie coming out called Beast. And it looks amazing. 
And I kind of want this to be my trailer of the week. But it's not? But it's not. So this is funny because this... Um, <clears throat> Was this your close second? No. Okay. This um, movie reminds me of Ghost in the Darkness, which I think is what we tried to talk about before. Okay. Which I think is so good. Or Jurassic World. This movie reminds me of Jurassic Park, except that instead of dinosaurs, it's a lion. I mean, they got a lot of the same jump scares, so like where the lion jumps up on the window, like it's all quiet in the Jeep, yeah. and then all of a sudden, what? I just, I just liked the. Uh, I thought it was well done. I thought it was put together. I like Idris. But Ghost in the Darkness is based on a true story, so mm. watch that instead because you can go see the the lions from that movie in a, in a museum in Chicago. Why can't we watch both of them? You can. <laughs> Technically, you could. Technically. It could be done. Yeah. I mean, what, are you running a double feature? <laughs> Maybe I will. you be like, come see Beast. Ghost in the Darkness is free. <laughs> double feature. All right. So Beast is pretty good. And then next we have Mr. Malcolm's List, which looked like a fine movie. But to me, like, I don't think I was the audience. And really? I didn't. I didn't watch the whole trailer. This was my tight second. Really? Yeah. Interesting. High, high drama. Yeah. Love story. Downton Abbey. Yep. You know, okay. kind of like it reminded, actually it reminded me a lot more of um, Bridgerton, but well done. Right. Yeah. And I'm all there for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all there for Bridgerton the movie. Are you calling it? No. Are you calling it? Because no. here's the thing. I need to make sure people understand that I like the hoity-toity Right. Fun stuff. My picky yes. can be out. Yep. And yeah. I like the fancy yeah. stuff. I, I like the do. romantic comedy stuff. I know stuff you do. Yeah. Because someone's coach was like, oh, I didn't think this movie had oh enough guns in it for you. Oh, my God. And I'm like, excuse me? Oh, my God. That was so funny. So my friend Andrew <laughs> comes to this Downton Abbey screening and sees David and was like, what are you doing here? Obviously, he never listened to the show. Right. Because he's like, he made some joke about like needing superheroes or guns or something. And I'm like, you obviously don't know David. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was hurt on the inside. Yeah. And I said, look, guy, I've only seen a couple times in my life. Right. How dare you not know my likes and dislikes? <laughs> <laughs> but by the end, he was dutifully impressed. Oh, hopefully. You know. Not, not that you needed to impress him, not that that's your job, but he walked away from that and he was like, wow, a lot more to David than I thought. Yeah. Guys turns deep. out he's not an open and closed action Marvel, Marvel guy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I said, I've been trying to tell you that for years. Yeah. You know. But you're always like, run faster. Yeah, right. Breathe harder. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't suck so bad. Don't suck so bad. <laughs> so, so, Mr. <laughs> so Mr. Malcolm's List is about a girl who is talked into playing a guy for revenge. Well, you got to back up. There's yeah. there's a guy, a very handsome main guy who ends up being the, one of the main characters. Uh, thank and you. and he has a list. Oh. I thought you were just talking about me for again. <laughs> he has a list of qualities in a woman that would be a requirement for, for them, be, yeah. for them to become his wife. Right. So it's a very like arrogant, like shallow, you right. know, list. And this guy is sort of hate, hated is a strong word, but resented by many of the women in the town because they're like, who, you know, somebody needs to give him his comeuppance. Right. Unlike some guys who are like, let's check my list, breathing, 
doesn't hate me. <laughs> Can stand to be around me. <laughs> I think we're set here. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to make it, yeah. but you did. <laughs> yeah, so they so there's so he he turns a girl down because she doesn't meet his requirements. Right. And then it turns out he has a literal like written on piece of paper list. list. And so she brings her friend in. Right. And she says, "Hey, Good looking, also hoity toity friend. Right. Help me get back to this guy by becoming all of these things on his list. Right. And then when he thinks he's found the perfect woman, you'll be like, surprise, I'm not the perfect woman and you've been played because you are a horrible person. Well, I think what they wanted to do was come back at him and say, well, you don't have all the qualities on my list. Yeah. Something like that. Because she, she apparently yeah. has a list as well. So she agrees to it. But then some people's be falling in love. Some people's. Some people's. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so I mean, no, I'm. I have nothing against this movie. I'm just saying it wasn't my. It had some good comedy beats in it too. Yeah. In the trailer. Yep, for sure. So, anywho, moving right, on. This next one clearly the worst of the week. Oh yeah. And I when I saw so the movie is called Peter Five Eight. Yeah. It stars one Kevin Spacey, who you remember you may remember from back when he had a career. Yeah, trying to make a comeback. <laughs> right. Trying to make a comeback, and what's interesting is, first of all, the movie looks awful. Yeah, he looks awful in it, either a bad wig or a bad hair hair dye job. And hey, guy who was in trouble for preying on women, maybe not have the, your first movie comeback playing a guy preying on women. Right. Yeah. And third of all, it's from like six different production companies, none of which you've heard of. Right. Like, remember we were talking earlier about Jerry Burkheimer. Jingle Schmidt, and he has that iconic lightning strikes the tree type of thing. Yeah. And there were six production companies at the top of this or the bottom of this trailer, I forget which, and they all look like TV shows, like TV, like yeah, in almost like cheap indie. Yeah. Not I don't want to insult indie by saying that this movie looked indie because a lot of indie movies are like the best quality movies you've ever seen. Right. I'm talking like. Low budget. Is yeah, the word you want. low budget is the word I'm looking yeah. for. Bad low budget. This is like this is like this group of people are putting this movie together and like we need a villain. Who do we have that's semi recognizable? We couldn't afford anyone. Couldn't afford anyone. They were about to settle for my brother Brian. Right. And then at the last minute, they were like, "Wait, what if we got? What if? What if? Hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah. Ken, hold on. Whoa, hear me whoa, out. Whoa. Hear me out. We've got just stretch the budget just just a little bit more. And what we hold on." We were going to pay somebody one thousand, but what if we stretched it to two thousand yeah. dollars? Maybe we can get it for one point nine. But Kevin Spacey's—he's looking now. He's trying to make a comeback, and he's—we could do it. People call us crazy, but think of the publicity. The publicity. Publicity. The publicity would be off the charts. <laughs> yeah, the publicity. <laughs> yeah, way off the charts. Crazy. People will come to see it. Just because they don't like him. Right. Right? Well, hit watch this. Listen, this movie's never going to see the inside of a movie theater. This is going to end up straight to video on demand. Okay. My trailer of the week is Devotion, a Ooh. war movie from Sony. It's based on a true story. It's from the Forgotten War. Yeah. Which I don't know what. Do you know what war that refers no, to? Because I started forgetting this as I was watching it. Oh, shit. Yeah. You didn't like this? I just spaced out. Just didn't capture me. Gotcha. It's not that I didn't like it. All right. Well, I just wasn't like captured by it. First of all, 
we just watched Top Gun, right? And this movie that we're talking about, Devotion, is also an airplane fighter jet war movie type what of thing. What I thought more about during this movie was, uh, here we go. Now we're going to have a bunch of plane movies. All yeah, time. no, you're absolutely right. But what was interesting is, don't you think the second character in this is the same actor that played Hangman? Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. He? So yeah. Hangman is going straight from Top Gun to Devotion. I thought this looked like a really interesting movie. What caught my interest. That guy should play the Joker. What the creepiest caught smile. my interest on this movie yeah. is the main character, whose name I didn't catch, but his face, his acting, his demeanor, like, I was like, I want to watch that guy. I want to watch that guy act. Like, I thought he looked, like, captivating. Wow. I was into it. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know much about this movie other than it's a war movie that's based on a true story. So, you know, apology to all the history majors that I don't know what... The Forgotten War is. I could probably Google it, but I didn't. So podcast at pencinema.com if you want to give me a quick history lesson. But anyway, the movie looks amazing. The, the so would you say, I don't know much. Yes. That's but it. I know I love you. Oh, I thought you were going to go Motown. Don't know much about history. Oh, you could have gone yeah. that way too, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought that's where you were going. Yeah. All right, the last trailer was also pretty weak. Yeah. Rubicon. A generic-looking sci-fi thing where some people are up in space. I couldn't tell if they are above Earth or another planet, but the planet's running out of oxygen, and they're trying to create new oxygen, and, and they figure out how to do it, but there's only like 300 people surviving on the planet, and it's like, do they risk going down to the planet to try and save those people, or do they just try and live out their lives on the space station? And to which I said, hadn't they done this movie a million times on the sci-fi channel? It was very similar feeling to Mars, the Leonardo DiCaprio, or I'm sorry, the Matt Damon movie, where he's like stranded in outer space and they're like stuck. And you talking about the really good one? Yeah, with him. Yeah, has does not have that feeling at all. No, no, no. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to compare it like it was good like that one. Okay, I'm saying it had a similar storyline in terms of like there's people out in outer space trying to solve a problem that the people at home are dying. Okay. Whatever. This movie didn't look good. No. 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 Looks bad. They say algae. Algae. They say algae. Yeah, why do they say algae? I don't know. I think that's how you're supposed to say it. That's lame. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? All right. <laughs> Moving on to our movie review. This Please. week we watched Top Gun Maverick. Pen, was this movie top fun or top dumb? This was the best movie I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Wait, you didn't like it? I didn't say I didn't like it. But you already have an attitude about it. <laughs> you, I, I could smell that attitude a mile Best away. Best movie you've ever seen. Easily. Get out of town. I loved this movie. What? I did. I did. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. First of all, first of all, David. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> First of all, David, every almost every single person walking out of this movie is like, oh, that movie was awesome. I loved it. Like, it's getting incredibly consistent remarks on the, on the way out. Like, I did that thing. I've talked about it on the show before. I was hanging out in the lobby last night, and I was talking to the kids and showing them how to do how the thing. I like things. Because, like, 
the management team trains them how to do their job. Yeah. And then I come along and make them how to and I make off. and I make fun of them. Yeah. You know, and then while I'm making fun of them, I teach them how to do things I like. Like for example, I don't like the trash bag hanging out at the top of the trash can and all this kind of stuff. So I, you know, I work with them on it. And I get to know the kids and I always enjoy hanging out with them. But what I noticed last night and it was a excuse me, it was just a beautiful thing. The volume of people talking about the movie and laughing and talking and commenting to each other when the movie let out, like that, the energy, like I've always said on the show before, when people are walking out of the movie and they're on their phones and talking about what are we going to get for dinner? That's like a bad movie. Cause like the movie's over now. What do you want to do? You know what I mean? Let's we're, we're, you know, where are we going for dinner? What are we doing now? Are we going over to Bob's house? Are we going to Peter's house? Like whatever, you know what I mean? All these, they're, they're moving on. The audience last night, and I saw it this afternoon too, they're coming out, they're talking about the movie. They're talking, they're exciting, they're laughing about, oh, I love that scene, and oh, it was so cool the way Tom Cruise walked in just like Kelly McGillis did in the meeting, and like just, they're, they're, they're amped about the movie and they're talking about it. Okay. Well, what? All right, so what I loved about this movie, there's a variety of things. Okay. On its own. Yeah. I loved it. It's exciting. It's action. I thought the fighting sequences were amazing with the jets. And when that one bad guy jet, like basically skids uh-huh. in midair and the pilots are like, what that the good pilots were like, what the hell was that? Like, that was amazing. That was the coolest thing. But so on its own, I loved it. Best movie ever made. What really put it over the top for me is I loved all of the, Subtle ties to the first movie. Okay. I love the fact <laughs> you're such an ass. I'm listening. I am so <laughs> over you. <laughs> I'm listening. David, this is why nobody likes you. <laughs> One of the many reasons. <laughs> I loved all the subtle ties to the first one. I love the fact that they opened up with Danger Zone. You know, they had that movie going. Like, there was all the analogies. Like, I love the fact Tom Cruise ends up in a bar the night before his first day on the job. Just like Kelly McGillis ended up, you know, in the bar the night before her first. Maybe in that case, it wasn't her first day. But it was, as the movie viewer, it was our first day. And I loved all those tie-ins. I thought they handled Val Kilmer really well. Handled his character really well. Uh, Everything about that I thought was spot on. And, um, just in general, and then that's not even to mention like the, the, the whole dynamic between him and, um, Rooster, Goose's son. I thought it was great. I liked, I liked everything about it. Hmm. You care to comment, David, or would you like me to just review this movie? By let myself? me just, let me just say this. Okay. We have a review. Let me say in. this about that. Yeah. We have a review written in this week about yeah. the first Top Gun movie. Uh, and the first time I read it, I didn't realize it was talking about the first one. I thought they were talking about the current Top Gun movie. Uh, and I didn't see anything wrong with their current review. Um, I thought the movie was incredibly mediocre. All the way up until, spoilers, all the way up until, not even, even, even the, the whole like mission they go on wasn't up until Maverick goes down that 
the movie was just mediocre for me. And from there on, it was awesome. That from after that part, it was awesome. Okay. I give you a hundred percent. That was cool. But up until that point, did the thought cross your mind that they just killed off Tom Cruise? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I, I kind of the whole time I was expecting him to die. Mm. I thought for sure. Mm. I mean, I knew that there was a funeral scene and we had already had it, but I thought for sure mm. they're going to kill him off. Uh, or there was a funny part in my head when they showed he had survived, and I was like, "This would be great to end it with him captured." And the next mo- next movie is called Top Gun Behind Enemy Lines, and it's him training the the pilots of the opposite team. Like, and then and the Americans are like, "Wait, I know that move. <laughs> That's Maverick." You know, I, I love the fact that you call them the opposite team. Okay, I got a question for you. Yeah, and I'm begging you. People I saw it with also had the similar feelings. They're nuts. You guys were obviously drinking. Okay, listen. I have a question for you. And I'm begging you with every fiber of my being. <laughs> to give me, if not straight, at least give me a semi-straight answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Which movie's better on its own merits? Top Gun or Doctor Strange? Ladies and gentlemen, I'll take it from here. <laughs> I gotta give it a Top Gun. There you go. Here's the thing: I will say, like, I don't, I don't hate this movie. I'm, I'm being overdramatic. I know, I know. You're just it's fooling good. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I am serious that I did find it kind of like underwhelming up until the end, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but uh, the one of the things from the beginning that I loved about this movie was Jennifer Connelly. But mm. the other thing that I loved about this movie was that it had a point. Mm. So having just watched the first Top Gun, I understand why it was a big thing when it happened. I also understand why it's so iconic. It has all these iconic scenes. But what do those scenes mean? Nothing. Mm. Nothing really happens in that movie. Because <laughs> right. there, there's no conflict. It's not, they're like, hey, guess what? Maverick, you got a chance to go to the best school ever. And then he goes to the school. You two jokers are going to Top Gun. Right. And so they go to Top Gun why? Just because they got the opportunity to go to Top Gun. What do they learn at Top Gun? They almost don't even cover that. All they cover is that he's in love with his teacher. Yeah, but he's always in the classroom studying. You're supposed to just assume that he's studying. Well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, saying yeah. that he didn't yeah, go to school. Okay. But what is he learning? Right. Doesn't matter. Top Gun doesn't make – like whatever. Doesn't matter. When you watched Fast Times at Ridgemont High – one of the all-time best comedies of all time. Did you care what they were studying? Did you want to know what was Spicoli really but learning? Why, why are they there? But here's the point. He's just following. But in the movie is like basically like, guess what, everybody? You graduated. Oh, my God. The enemy's here. We have yeah. to go. The, yeah. Sorry. Some of you are getting called into battle, a.k.a. all of you. Right. Uh, and they have to go. And then that's when the conflict happens. I just realized how much this plot parallels Stripes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? It's, it's exactly like Stripes. But this movie, they were like, oh, shit. There's something we have to do. Yeah. And we need the best pilots. Bring them to Top Gun. And we're going to yeah. train them yeah. to do this really hard mission. And right. I thought that was way more interesting. Right. And they had plenty of time for the beach sports scene. Yeah. The sports ball. Somehow which, less sweaty. Which, by the way. Yeah. I, I love. I never heard of that before. What they call it? Dogfight football? Yeah. It was like double, double. It was offense and defense at the same time. Yeah. That sounds like fun. 
I, I like how he's like, oh, they lost. They're not keeping track. Of right. And he's like, who's winning? He's like, I don't know. That's my kind of game right there. I, I thought that was great. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I think you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So best yeah. movie you ever saw? Best movie I've ever seen. And we have some additional comments on Top Gun coming up in our next session. <gasps> Listeners, news and notes. And next week, we are going to be reviewing... Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers. Which, by the way, friends, here's a little behind-the-scenes story. I wasn't sure that I wanted to play Bob's Burgers. Did I mention that on the show? I don't think you did. Yeah, okay. So I wasn't sure about it because I was like, Memorial Day weekend, really what I was worried about was my seven plex. I only have seven screens. Do I want to give one of them to Bob? What is it? Bob's Burgers? Like I know that it's a spoiled little kid. I, I know they got seven screens, man. I'm saying, I'm saying. So, Some I, I don't even have one screen. Pen. Yeah, it sucks for them. <laughs> yeah. I was familiar with Bob's Burgers, but right. not obviously. I'm not like a big fan, but I knew it was a real thing. But I still wasn't sure like this is a good title for Memorial Day. But I'm a good player, and my friends in distribution were wanting to distribute it. So I agreed to exhibit it. Bob's Burgers was the number two movie at all three Penn Cinema locations. Wow. By like, not by a long shot, but like a a clear. Now, obviously, Top Gun was up here. I'm extending my arm as high as it goes. But you're not standing up. The number, the number, (laughs) the number two movie was. I mean, Top Gun dwarfed all titles, but the number two movie was Bob's Burgers. So kudos to you, Disney slash Fox, for, you know, obviously you, you pushed the right buttons to get the audience to come out and see it. So that was, that was pretty cool. Pressing the right buttons. Yeah. Do you see the trailer for Man vs. B? No. It's a Netflix thing, but look it up. Man vs. what? B. Like the letter B? Like B-E-E. Okay. Ronan, Ronan Atkinson. Okay. Atkins. Whatever, yeah. Mr. Bean. Yeah. He's a house sitter. And then there's a bee in the house that just keeps, it's just typical, like it's like Mr. Bee in a house. And he keeps trying to get the bee and just like, eventually he's got a flamethrower. He's just torching the house, the inside to try to get the bee. But it starts off with him in court. And they're like, do you know why we're here? He's like, but there was a bee. (laughs) That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's pretty great. That sounds amazing. Um, That reminds me. Do you remember the actress we were obsessed with like a hundred episodes ago? And I think, I think she was in Little Women. I, is it Sasha? Remember, we didn't know how to pronounce her name. So uh, Sasha Ronan? Yeah. Whatever happened to her? She Wasn't she in like a bunch of things right away together? Pre-pandemic. Yeah. And we haven't seen her since. Oh, she'll be back. She's just like feeling a little Florence Pugh. Like they just take turns. Yeah. Is she uh, social distancing or? I don't know. I hope she didn't get the I don't have off. her numbers. So yeah. Oh. Anymore. Anymore. I was going to say you guys are on the outs now. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so next week we're going to watch Bob's Burgers, yeah. right? I'm yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to seeing this movie. Me too. Because I'm not, like I don't know much about the show, but I'm, I'm yeah, not. yeah, yeah. Oh, and I just wanted to also say because Bob's Burgers always reminds me of Comic Con. Yeah. And you know me, I'm one to admit when I'm wrong. Mm. I have completely reevaluated my position on Stanley. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, elaborate. No, I'm just saying you you opened my eyes that I shouldn't let one 
Like you, you helped me see right. that there may have been other factors. That he wasn't, it wasn't super personal when the man at a convention with thousands of people who also want to talk to him. Right. Didn't want to you, stop and talk to me. To talk to you. I mean, I thought, you know, I took great offense and carried that offense with me for many years. Clearly. Yeah. Right. Jason Statham, that one I can uh, understand. You buying that. Yeah. Yeah. I, fun side note. The Stan Lee that we're talking about is one Stan Lee. But there's another guy who sells theatrical movie theater chairs, and his name is Stanley. <laughs> and that guy I'm friends with. Oh, I was introduced to him by one of my very favorite people in the world, Gary Engold, a.k.a. the Norwegian lover. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I'd tell you why we call him the Norwegian lover, but that's classified. It's classified. Yeah. You can't talk about. Jesus. a Pete. You can't talk about Gary's exploits on this show. Not this one. Right. <laughs> I don't have a high enough rating. Gary is one of the best people in the world. I'm just going to put that out there. Oh, he's a lover. He's a great no, <laughs> He's a great guy. He's so funny. You know when you call like, well, anyway, whatever. He's a, he's a good man. Okay. A good person. You ready for some listener feedback? Please. All right. Here's the one that got me a uh, little like, kind of like, this is what I thought it was about one thing, but it was about another, and it comes from one of our favorites. We do the gobble gobble. We do the turkey wobble. We do the gobble gobble. Gobble gobble gobble. Can we can we let the record reflect? Yeah. Whenever you play that music, I always do some break dancing. Yeah, I bust the move. Yeah, and in my, and I'm always like, who is the mystery gobble again? What does he look like? Are you going to, because you have one note from the mystery gobble in the show notes. And I see that you conveniently left off another note. (laughs) So we got two. I showed that to so many people. I was like, yeah, mystery gobble got back to me. Look at our fans. (laughs) This is what our fans think of us. (laughs) So David was confused. I think we covered that last week. Yeah, yeah. So mystery gobble wanted to remind David (laughs) what he looked like. Yeah. And he sent in a selfie. And as Tom Cruise said in the first Top Gun, mm. we were communicating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, it was good. So Mr. Gobble runs right so, so this is the second. So he sent second, the first yeah. one yeah. clarifying to remind you right. who he is. To which I had responded, I'm not sure I see uh, a difference. I still don't here. see it. <laughs> yeah. So the Mrs. Mystery Gobble and I watched the original Top Gun last night. We were surprised how cheesy and low budget it was. The dogfight sequences are random clips taped together without any thought to continuity. Different planes, wings in, wings out, sunny day, cloudy. Who cares? There's one scene early early on where Tom is riding his motorcycle, quote unquote riding, and I swear the bike was sitting upright on its center stand and the background was moving rather than the bike. Whatever tech predated green screen must have been used, it's almost worth watching it for the cringe. So he also did not like the first Top Gun, but I just think it was funny that I thought this was a review of the current film. That is, that is very funny. And I was like, I see it. I will say like, I don't, I don't, I don't share his opinion. Mm. No, of course you wouldn't. (laughs) I recently watched, rewatched. Oh, so of course. See? see? Uh Uh-huh. What? Go ahead, ahead, David. You have a point you'd like to make. Go ahead. Whatever the most recent thing Penn has seen is the best thing he's ever seen. Up until he forgets about it. He's like, did we like that? I don't think we did. (laughs) It's true. I've also asked Amy to remind me about people. 
Yeah. Do we like her? <laughs> but, after, but after you meet them, oh, they're the, they're the best. They're the best. I, I just I, met I this great guy. Can't live life without <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, I don't know. I, I, I just rewatched it a few weeks ago, and I thought it was. I, I will. I will agree with one thing: the cheese factor is hardcore. Yes, and that much I will agree to. And the other thing that it, you made this point a few minutes ago is, and and I even noticed this. Little fifteen-year-old Penn even picked up on this when he was watching the first Top Gun in a movie theater. The story seemed totally arbitrary. Right. Like, why are we fighting these Migs? Where'd they come from? Yeah. Who are what's, they? What's the point what's, of this movie? What? 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I understand all that, but I, I disagree. I didn't think it looked uh, low budget, uh, but we've talked on this show many times. I mean, I'm what you would call like an easy critic, right? Like yeah. I don't look at the green, like I don't care. So, you know. Talk one more, back to top, back to top gun. Yeah. Maverick. One of the things that I thought was a little weird, you know, he's like, I'm never going to leave you again. <laughs> right. And right? then he leaves her. And then he gets back from mission and she's sailing. Presumably she'll be back later in the day. Right. And then the next scene he's back in the Mojave Desert with with the Brewster. Right. He's just like, Well, she was sailing. Yeah, well. Peace. <laughs> I said I'd never leave, but right. uh, then you were busy. Right. So I left. <laughs> and I left. And then she comes out to see him and he's right. like, Oh my god, she's back. Yeah. She struck a pose on that Porsche exactly like Kelly McGillis. Yeah. Like it was it it I don't I'm not I'm not sure how true that statement is, but it right. reminded me it felt to me like Are you sure all women just don't look the same to you and No. I mean, yes. I'm quite sure of that. <laughs> I think her pose that she struck on the Porsche was incredible. I think it was a shout out to Kelly McGillis. <laughs> your brain dissecting what is the right answer to this <laughs> no <laughs> yes <laughs> obviously <laughs> all right all right we got another review this one is from the shadow yeah. because the shadow knows um actually <laughs> the shadow knows it's true i think the shadow is one of the very first he hasn't written in in a long time no but he was one of the first listeners to get a little soundbite. Yeah, but in the end, end like he said, he says you might not see him, but the shadows are always oh, there. Oh, you bet. Okay, so Shadow wrote in and had a couple different um, three movie reviews. Yeah. He writes in and says, fast review, Firestarter, worst movie ever, strange, just that very peculiar. Doctor Strange. So I re I read his email too quickly because I thought he was referring to Firestarter. Right, I did too. Yeah, okay. So yeah. I'll put it in my words. Fast review. I saw Firestarter and thought it was the worst movie ever. I also saw Doctor Strange and thought it was just that. Very peculiar. Mm. See, people don't like to put in the extra words. Yeah. They just... Which is fine because you and I are good at yeah. reading and writing. I mean... Arithmetic. We're not good at those things, but we pass. <laughs> then he moves on to Top Gun and he says, now Top Gun, best movie ever. Talk about a good classic movie making. The main hero of the story is training the son of his dead comrade. There was action suspense and the, I think he meant to say predictable ending going to be a movie to beat, but mission impossible could be just that. Yeah. It's Except for we have to wait a full year. Yeah. Were you, did you catch all the trailers? 
Yeah. And did you like the Mission Impossible trailer better seeing it on the big screen? Yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Although it hit me even harder how far away it is. Yeah. 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 Um, I thought the trailer package was spot on. I, yeah, I thought it was, it was really good. Yeah. The first trailer was a year away with Mission Impossible. And then you had Thor. That was great. Which was great. Little Chris Platt. Could have been the new Thor, though. Right. That's the only difference. And then Lightyear, mm -hmm. which I, comes in a few weeks, a couple awesome. weeks. And then the week before Lightyear, you have Jurassic World. Yeah. Which also, I thought that trailer was even better on the big screen. Did you know that What's-Her-Face was like 23 in the first Jurassic Park? No. Which, what's her face? Blonde girl. Lorne? Linda? Yeah, Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren Michaels? Lauren Michael W. Smith. <laughs> okay, Jason Greer wrote in, and I, I did appreciate this. This was actually... <laughs> More than, hold on. Someone told me that the other day, and I was like, man, I would have thought she was in her 30s or something, and another lady's like, that's what everyone wants to hear. <laughs> all right, Sorry. No, it's quite all right. I'm, I'm going to choose not to point out. I'm not going to make some comment about how all women look the same to you. <laughs> that would be rude. That would be so rude. <laughs> yeah. So Jason writes in, uh, is, this is this Trailer Master Jason? Trailer Master yeah, Jason? Trailer Master yeah. Jason. Uh, and I appreciate because he does a lot. He puts trailers up on the Facebook, and he's, he's a good guy. We like this guy. So anyway, uh, Trailer Master writes in and says, simply put, Top Gun Maverick is the best movie I've seen so far this year could very well hold on to be the best movie of the year. Wow. Whoa. What do we have coming up? I mean, in my in my book, Thorth. you have Thor. Isn't Black Panther still this year? Yeah. Black Panther? Yeah. Now, hold on a second. Avatar? Avatar. I mean, I, I am rooting for Top Gun. Didn't I say on one point in the show I thought Top Gun was the biggest movie of the year? Yeah. Yeah, that was a But huge... you forgot there were other movies coming out. And when <laughs> right. they come out, they'll be the biggest movie. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So anyway, I think that's a bold statement. Yeah, that's now, super bold. But he's not saying biggest – he's not saying money. He's talking about what he For thinks him. would be the best movie of the year. Right. And I, I I will say I agree if – you, if you're asking me do you agree or disagree, I would agree. And the reason why I say that is because – at the end of the year, when I'm putting together my top three or four movies, I'm going to have to consider where Top Gun sits in that. Mm. But I just find it hard to believe. I mean, we had no time to die. Yeah. Wasn't that this year? First off, first off, we had uh, everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, that's true. Which, I'm sorry. Which is still playing at Zootropolis, by the way. I saw nice. something on Facebook today that they so were good. playing it. Okay, anyway. so he's. But then I thought it was interesting. He pointed something out to me, or to us, that I that I thought about during the movie, but then didn't but didn't really process it. So, curious to hear your thoughts on this. Jason writes, but after watching it, I thought about your discussion a few episodes ago about the bad guy who could specially be about who the bad guy could be, especially in light of recent events. He's referring to like who are we fighting, right? And I I made the comment a few episodes ago, like, hey, the first movie was Russia, right? Um, and with the Russian war right now, it seems like that right. might be timely. So then he, he goes on to say, then I realized they never named the country who was supposed to represent the villain, the, you, the, um, the enrichment, what is, plutonium, plutonium, uranium. Who's uranium? I was almost trying to say Ukraine, but that's not it. No. 
is I think it was let's just say it was plutonium enrichment. It's, it's uranium. Yeah, myranium. Yeah, uranium. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you you wanted to go there, so I tried to get there. Get there. So nice to yeah, I'm, I'm good like that. Yeah. So he says. I realized they never named the country who was supposed to be the bad guy, similar to how they did it in the original movie, and honestly, it worked. I don't think with the plot in this film, it needed it. Plus, it has to help the film age better, helps politically, and helps with the international box office. I totally agree. Yeah, it's funny, though, because I forget what country it was is, has uh, pulled Top Gun for being too pro-American, even though it's not anti-anyone else. Yeah. I was going to make a joke that you can probably assume the country based on the fact that it has snow. But after doing some quick research, did you know there is a spot on Earth that has snow right on the equator? Quiz time. What country has a mountain with a snow peak directly on the equator? It's got to be someplace in Africa, right? Did you look it up? I, I, he sent links. So I clicked on the links. Yeah. And it turns out to be Ecuador. <sighs> but... I also watched recently watched a documentary and found out that there is a mountain in Hawaii <gasps> with snow on it. You can go ski, you can go snowboarding, and get in your little beach cruiser and go surfing on the they're same not day. On the equator, though, are they? No, that's what I'm saying. They're not on the equator. But I clicked I clicked on his uh, quiz, which I enjoyed. I tried to you know play along and take some guesses, and he sent a clue, and it turns out the answer is Ecuador. Wow, there you go. Now, we got another letter here. And do, 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 do. It's the final countdown. The final countdown. Top 10 Sarah wrote in, yeah. and I think you better field this first. Uh-oh. Maybe I better field this first. She says Dune. She says Dune. Dune, 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 Dune. We haven't talked about Dune in a long time, except the other week when I reminded you that we haven't talked about Dune they, in a they, long time. They casted Fade Rotha, Fade Rotha, and they, it's the same guy who plays Elvis. Mm, Austin Butler. Yeah. I am psyched for Elvis. Elvis, yeah, I've heard good things. That movie's going to be amazing. So it says, I've been listening, but have been a little bit busy and haven't written in a while it's amusing that david mentioned his dune book because i was thinking about it recently while my sister was here we watched dune since then i've been thinking about reading the books i thought maybe i could borrow david's book because i wasn't sure i wanted to buy it and i felt like i needed a physical book and not just a kindle version but then i thought that might be too big of an ask <laughs> i mean a guy only gives out his collector's edition of dune to a fellow enthusiast who would treat such a masterpiece with the reverence it deserves so therefore, I am the proud new owner of this. And she has one of the box sets of the original three Dune books. <laughs> uh, three of seven. Um, and that's awesome. Got, she's got Dune, Dune Messiah, Children of Dune. And Sarah, when you're ready for God Emperor of Dune, my favorite Dune book, let me know. I'll hook you up. Oh my God. Yeah, number four. That's my favorite. <laughs> but she also said that... Um, where is that down here? Did you catch that part too? Uh, well, she, somewhere in here she said she started to read Dune and fell asleep instantly. Oh, I deleted that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was trying to trim to keep it like yeah, uh, yeah, you know yeah, organized. Yeah, she's just just, yeah. just like Penn. Yeah. I tried to start yeah. reading and was instantly asleep. So, 
Ja. Ja. You want to cut the next part of it? No, I, I, I do. Yeah. But before we get to that, I congratulations on ex- on trying to experience Doom. Yeah. I wish you so much luck in your journey yeah. and want updates. And there's a great podcast called the Dune Saga Podcast starring someone you might know that uh, reads the books and then reviews them and talks about them in depth, uh, you know, chronologically and all that jazz. So anyway. Spoiler alert. It's not Penn. Dune Saga Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to make a comment about our conversation before the podcast started today. <gasps> yeah. About how David said, David made a comment about <laughs> how he loaned me like his favorite copy of Dune <laughs> and how it means so much to him. <laughs> and I said, that makes a lot of sense because I got like 300 bucks for it on eBay. <laughs> I was like, no, it checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah also wrote in and this, I totally took you up on this. Yeah. And, and I did it. So she yeah. wrote in and she said, the next thing is really random and steps slightly outside the realm of the podcast and into the realm of sports ball, Whoa. particularly Formula One racing. Formula what? You might ask. That's a fair question. It's a sport that most Americans know nothing about and have never heard of before. It is, however, in my top two sports. I'm going to pause here. Yeah. David. Or more specifically, Sarah. Hmm. We need to know what the top, like what the other one is, right? Yeah, right. What if she's like? It's I bet you it's Formula One. It's got to be like cricket. Formula Two. I mean, if Formula One is one of your top two, your other top two is not going to be like basketball, shuffleboard, curling. <sighs> it could be. Curling. It's got to be like curling. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or she's like, she likes high speed, high action. Yeah. Right. And also slow speed. <laughs> no, no action. action. Right. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Yeah. So we, we need to know, Sarah. Um, anyway, she goes on to say, like the American version of driving around in circles known as NASCAR, F1 also have a shit ton of sponsors on their car. Now, what's interesting is I'm reading this and I'm thinking to myself, like, what what's your point? <sighs> Like, what are we, what are we doing here? What is going on? So she writes this weekend, they're racing, they are racing in Monaco, which is probably the highest profile race of the year. And then she writes, quote, get to the point already, (laughs) end quote. And then she replies to me, to herself with another quote where she says, I'm getting there. (laughs) We're surprised Penn made it this long to begin with. So I just love the fact that she knows us well enough to insert my comments into her own her own email. So get to the point already. I'm getting there. And so here's what she says. So this weekend they're racing in Monaco, which is probably the highest profile race of the year. And sponsorship is super expensive. The Ferraris are running a logo for the Lightyear movie. And then she then she interjects, Whew, I thought we'd never get there to the point that is. So she says, the Ferraris are running a logo for the Lightyear movie. I find it very interesting, as did I, that Disney has chosen F1 as a vehicle to promote this movie. Maybe it is a nod to the cameo that famous race car driver Michael Shoemaker had in Cars. He is a very popular F1 driver. And I thought to myself, okay, that's kind of interesting. But then she kicked it up a notch. Didn't you think the notch was really interesting? Yeah. Yeah. So then she goes on to share with us a YouTube clip, which reveals that the, one of the um, current Ferrari drivers in formula one does in fact have a voiceover part in the upcoming Lightyear movie. 
That's crazy. That's I mean, it took a long time to get there, but that's a really cool little, like a really cool little link. See how it pays off to read someone's email completely. Yeah, yeah, see that it now. The first one of the first times you've done it. Yeah, now. fascinating. Yeah. So it does end eventually. I just <laughs> thought people went on forever. <laughs> well, I I read everybody's emails in their entirety except for yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's like you as short as possible. One sentence, Pen. So on. there's I can't do it. Not when it's from you, because the one sentence is going to have something to do with Morbius <laughs> or Dune. Uh, uh, this guy. This guy again. All right. So Sarah continues to write anyway. Thanks for letting me geek out a bit on my second favorite sport. If either one of you are ever bored, the Netflix series Drive to Survive is really interesting and a great starter kit for getting into Formula One. We all know what a big gearhead David is. And then she signs off her email with To Infinity and Beyond. I thought that was great. I thought it was a really interesting nugget uh, about the upcoming Lightyear movie. Uh, Surprisingly, Sarah, I do like Formula One racing and i find it really interesting um it's also really dangerous and especially when they go through towns and stuff like that's like monaco that's really cool but i'm not like a fan i just think it's cool yeah i have watched it in the past i've like you've watched what like an entire race like how do you watch f1 it's well back when i had tv channels right cable yeah or even just even without cable Mm. just like Fox would have like yeah. Formula One racing right on TV, and you would tune in occasionally. Yeah, I'd never like be like, oh, the race is starting. Right, it'd be like, what's on TV? Gotcha. That's what I was asking. Formula One racing. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch this yeah. for a little Did while. Did you have like? Were, and I'm assuming the answer is. Like me, the answer is no. But like, did you have a favorite driver? Like, do you know about this stuff? Oh no. No, yeah, me no, neither. No, no, no. So okay, we'll we'll talk more about that in a minute. But David. That's all the letters we have this week. What you doing? What you reading? What you watching? What you doing? Oh, boy. First off, let me start off with this statement. Let me say this this, about that. Let me say this about that. This is a bold statement. Oh. This is going to be an extremely bold statement. Oh, I love it. And it's going to upset some people. I'm going to have some people that have been burned so hard, they'll never, ever, ever, ever consider what I'm saying right and say that I'm just... I'm. I must be wrong. There must be something wrong with me. But Star Trek Strange New Worlds is not only the best new Star Trek, not only the best Star Trek since Star Trek Voyager, but it is so good that if it keeps up this pace for a full season, which it's probably going to do, it's going to be up there with like top three, four Star Treks of all time. What's the top three right now? Oh, man, you've got, well, you've got Next Generation, uh original series and deep space nine. Mm. Those are the ones that people, you know, yeah. My particular favorite has always been Voyager, but I know that it's not everyone's cup of tea. It's not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So, well, that is a bold statement and I have, I'm, I'm I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's true. It's so, uh, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't doubt it for a sec. If it, if the words are coming out of your mouth, it's gospel to me. That's why people would be like, where are you getting that from? Don't worry. Pen backs me up. Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi came out this weekend with two episodes. And I got to say, it's some good Star Trek. Like Star Wars. What? Uh-huh. I'm on Star Trek. <laughs> I thought you were I'm like. still thinking about Strange I thought you worlds. were like making a joke. No, no, yeah. no. No. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is, is 
good, good show, good Star Wars. I think the things I like about it is like the world of the prequels was so like the Jedi's were so on top and they could do everything. Mm. And then the Obi-Wan Kenobi we know from A New Hope was not that. Mm. And here's him in this in-between zone and like it's been 10 years and he's not the best at anything and he, he's like broken down. Mm. Like he's he's doing what he has to do but he's also, like they call on him for help and he's like, I'm not the man. Oh, it reminds me of, this is gonna be a, a bad analogy but in some ways it reminds me of like uh rambo mm. you know what i mean like mm. i'm not the guy you think i am right. anymore like right I, the I reluctant hero yeah i can't fight anymore i don't have it in yeah. me but they're okay. like no no one else can do it but you you're our only hope yeah Obi-Wan Kenobi. but it's, it's about how the the premise of the well at least so far this for the season is how leia would know that she could rely on, know about Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. and she could rely on him. Yeah. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. So what have you been doing? What have you been watching? Well, you ever have somebody recommend a, a show to you? It's never happened. And then you love it. Oof. And then you see them and you're like, hey, thanks so much for telling me about like whatever. Yeah, no, right? Because this is how it happens. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you about Chris Hall Productions and I and how the way we work. Okay. One of us will recommend something about how it's really good. Yeah. We'll mention it five or six times. The other person would be like, oh, yeah, I'll have to check it out. And then a year or two will go by, right? <laughs> and then they'll stumble ac- we'll stumble across on our own and right. then come back and be like, hey, hey, have you ever heard about this thing? And then the other person gets really upset because yeah. I told you about that. Yeah. Right? I do that with Amy. Yeah. She like gives me a piece of advice. She's like, you should try. We, we don't really do that with shows. We do it with like advice. She's like, oh, you know, I hear green tea is like really good for you. And then she tells me like three or four times and then drops it. And then like a year later, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get some green tea. Did you know it's really good for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Somebody. Oh, so my point of asking you that yeah. was that somebody in my life was telling me The Staircase is a great show. Right. And I can't remember who told me. So I'll just say thank you to whoever it was yeah. because I'm loving this. It's like a thriller. Um, oh. It's a little bit of a, I, I guess the more appropriate word would be like mystery. Mm. So the the it's a show and it's on Netflix I believe and it opens up this woman falls down the staircase but there's some question of whether or not she was killed and then thrown down the staircase or uh, there's a lot of questions that's the point of a mystery when does Columbo show up right so anyway I watched the staircase but then also the recommendation of top ten Sarah oh my gosh I did it I watched like the first five or six episodes of drive to six drive to survive no yeah drive to survive and did you survive the drive i loved it i got really into it it reminded me of i think i told you this was months ago i watched a uh like inside the scenes of um that professional soccer team that oh yeah, yeah that i said it was exactly like real life ted lasso this is really similar to that it follows like a bunch of drivers and their teams you know through the season and it was really interesting that was great Can i finish it Huh? You gonna finish it? Yeah, you bet. You better. I, I might not have time though because I'm busy reading Dune. Ah, oh, yeah, good one, <laughs> good one. We're watching Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, right? Right. Yeah, I figured. All right, so next week we're watching Bob's Burgers. Right. Look, if you want to be a part of the show, mm. best way to do that is to hit us up with an email: podcast at pencinema.com. Right. Or if you'd like to hit us up on Facebook, you can do that there too. Yeah. You can find Trailer Master Jason over there yeah. posting trailers. Yep. Bunch of stuff going on. Mm. But if you want to support the show, mm. 
What's the number one way people can do that? Number one way people can support the show. Mm -hmm. You're the number one way, or like the number two way. Well, not we're not. Talking about like our top two sports. Where our we top only two name, sports. We only name our, right. our, our second one. Right. Yeah. Well, what's the number yeah. one way? Well, here's what I, I don't know. Have you heard about this? It's starting to be like it's, it's gaining like a lot of popularity, especially in like schools around the country. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what they're doing is they're hosting airplane contests, like make your own airplane. Like you got to oh, fold the paper airplane. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> this, by the way, is my number two. Not yeah. my, not my, it's my second favorite. Right. Or I'm sorry, it's the second most popular thing that's happening right, right now. We'll keep the number one hidden. Right. And what people are doing is they're folding their paper airplanes, but before they fold it, you know what they're doing. They're, they're getting their little crayons and they're writing, listening to the Penn Cinema podcast. And then that way, when the judge, which they're, have you, have you heard about this? They're, they're actually tracking this on ESPN now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's doing some, some big high profile, you know, exciting developments on ESPN about the airplane making contests. Yeah. And so then when they reveal the airplane on ESPN, it says, listen to the Penn Central. They always unfold them. Right. They always unfold they're them. Like, well, yeah. what is well, there? Cause they're like, is there a secret message? Right. Well, no, what I thought you were gonna say was they, they got to unfold them to make sure there's not like oh, a weight weights cheating. Or like a gerbil. Right. <laughs> no, flying, yeah, hey, you, ne you never want to see a gerbil in your paper. Listen, right. if there's a gerbil, <laughs> In your paper airplane, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it, doing it wrong. I'm just saying, you know, not for nothing, but that's a pound of coke. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a gerbil and a pound of coke, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're doing it right. But you're doing it wrong. That's way too much coke for a gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how long the flight is. <laughs> now, I mean, if the gerbil's got enough coke, the flight could be all day. Yeah, right. you know? Now, listen, uh, if you're not involved in paper airplane making contests, yeah. which, first of all, I don't know what's wrong with <laughs> what you. What do you do with your life? <laughs> right? you got to yeah. re-examine your values. Yeah. But if you're not involved, then you can just tell a friend. Oh, okay. You know, And if you don't have any friends, you can tell us because we're your friends. Of course. I love doing this show, and I love hearing from the listeners. It's so much fun. It's, it's the best. Yeah. yeah. Well, once again, for the Pennsylvania Podcast, I'm David Bolton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care, care and party, party on. on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.